0: Welcome to the "Exercise Is for Everyone podcast, where we talk about all things related to exercise, regardless of having limitations or not. Our guests provide information, insight, and inspiration to get you moving and keep you going. My name is Wendy Kleinke, and I am your host. So let's get started. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I have Dan Laporte with me. Dan, I'm so excited to have you on today. The things that you are doing is are so interesting to me, and a little bit unique to my area. So, Dan, welcome to the Exercises for Everyone podcast.
1: Thank you very much. So, I'm looking forward to chatting with you.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I know that you are a competitive power lifter and strongman. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. Yeah. Ta- ta-
1: Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, you go ahead. You tell us all about it.
1: Uh, so I actually have taken a uh, I've taken a break uh, from powerlifting from anything that's uh, strength comp- strength competition right now. But uh, I have competed for about ten years in strongman and powerlifting, um, mostly in powerlifting, and um, I was also a strength coach for many powerlifters um, and. It's been a really. It was a really wild ride. I I started out um, not knowing anything about the gym and just sort of plugging away and watching YouTube and whatever I could to gain knowledge. And then I uh, realized that I had a passion for this stuff and I decided to go into personal training to learn more. And um, along the way, I uh, got to compete kind of all over the place in lots of different federations and uh, learned a lot about. A lot about myself and a lot about other people. And it was for me at a point where I was getting where I was getting tired of going to the gym just for the sake of going to the gym, it really got me motivated to kind of find something that could sink my teeth into and keep keep rolling with and keep growing. So so yeah. <laughs> so oh, here goodness. I am ten years later and um, I still, um, I'm, I'm not, not really involved in the sport anymore, but, um, I've decided to go in a different direction just because, um, like we're not going to get into a depth in it, but just about talking about how, like the whole balance of mind, body, spirit and that, um, fitness is very important, but it's just an aspect of, and so I want to, um, veer off and hopefully help people find, um, their reasons for why they want to get into fitness and why it's for them and to help them stay consistent and get the results they want.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of fitness professionals are kind of in the same realm as you as wanting to kind of help people on their journey. So what got you started in the first place? Like you mentioned that it was, it had been about 10 years ago that you got into it. What, what kind of sparked that interest in the first place?
1: So, um, what I was going to the gym and I was always very growing up, I was always very active and I played in a lot of sports. And then there was a period of time in my life where I stopped uh, doing any sort of uh, sports or anything movement related and probably about a five year, uh, chunk of time. And I ended up sort of putting some weight on and not being very happy and not feeling very good in my body. And I sort of hit the gym and realized that it was a really, really intimidating place to be, even for, uh, a, for a, a male in my 20s um, at that time, it was still a very intimidating place. So I started on the cardio machines. And after a while, I sort of just got tired of the same old, same old, and not really seeing any progress. So I um, sort of wandered my way into the back, into the weight room, and like timidly started learning things around there. And it wasn't until, a friend of mine actually t- talked to me about a powerlifting seminar that was going on uh, where I could go and learn about powerlifting and that I I decided to go give it a shot. And when I went to the seminar, I was actually worried. I was actually really fearful of all the things you hear on the internet about squatting being bad for your knees and deadlifting being bad for your back. And so I was very careful and very uh, careful about getting into the sport. But I realized really quickly after that it's actually the best thing you can do for your health, um, from a functional standpoint.
0: Yeah. So that's really interesting. So the seminar that you went to, is that something that your gym, you know, the gym that you were going to Did they host that, or is that something that was like, where was that at?
1: So it was actually at another gym in this, in the town where I'm from, there was uh two gyms at the time and it was at the other gym and, um, so they decided there was a powerlifter in the area and powerlifting was, wasn't was really big at the time. And so they decided to um, sort of put on this uh, seminar to hopefully get some interest. And typically when people involve or enroll themselves into sports like this, they become sort of um, consistent members. So it was also a really good thing for the gym to put on. Yeah. Uh, and when I went, I sort of fell in love with the idea of a never-ending sort of a never ending, um, area of growth. You know, like you, you never really, if you want to keep at it, you can always put another five pounds on the bar. And so there was always that element of being able to get better and see results.
0: Yeah, that's, that's great. That's incredible. So you also were mentioning, you know, that during your time off, you weren't really doing any real movement and, Just talking to you a little bit beforehand, you had mentioned that you found that there's great benefit to movement. Would you, would you care to explain that to our listeners?
1: Absolutely. So one of the things, um, I mean, one of the things that I wanted to like touch on, I wasn't sure where we're going to go with this, but, um, like mobility and movement are like the two, one of like one of the, some of the most, um, underappreciated things in society today. And, um, For myself, without that lack of movement, I was actually finding more pain in my body. I think areas like my hips, areas like my knees, my back. I was actually a mechanic at the time, and I was feeling, I was about my early 20s, and I was feeling really beat up. Um, And um, actually, one of the reasons I stopped playing sports was because of my back pain. And then I was really surprised to find out that my back pain disappeared when I started hitting the gym. So there was a lot of contributing factors, but ultimately, I mean, uh, one of my friends uh, is also a personal trainer and he makes a, like, a reference to like us uh, in North America having the highest toilets in the world and also having the most hip replacements in the world. And I think that movement is so important that our bodies are designed to do it and we essentially just stop doing it as we grow older and hope that they're going to hang together for us. Uh, I don't know if that makes any sense for your uh, question.
0: Yeah, it does. You know, and I think that there's a a very common misconception that if you're having pain, it just means that you should rest. When in reality, pain is caused by many different things and a lack of movement is actually um, a a big contributor to especially joint pain.
1: Especially. I agree. That and then – For example, myself, for example, I worked with uh, my own coach over the years, like with powerlifting just to continuously push forward and have someone to push my boundaries for me. And um, oftentimes most lifters would take a week off after competition to like sort of let everything, their nervous system relax. And I couldn't take a week off after without having pain. So I would end up going, just going into like a, um, just into like a a lighter week, but I had to keep moving Um, keep my body moving in order to keep the pain away, if that makes sense.
0: Sure. Like more of like an active rest than a just complete rest, it sounds like.
1: You got it. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I know that you are very well-versed in functional training. And I think that that's a term that People often hear, but don't necessarily know what that means or how it would apply to them. Mm -hmm. Could just can anybody do functional training?
1: I mean, that's a a really good question. And I mean, I think the best answer is it depends. But I think that pretty much anyone can do functional training. Really, to me, and I and I think it depends on what people want to put as a title like what they want to put under the title but to me functional training is a training style that that allows you to do movements that will carry over and help you live your life live in your your everyday life so um depending on the individual that would be very different so for some people that might be the height or the extent of their physical activity might be climbing a set of stairs and another individual may be uh let's say a landscaper moving heavy stones around all day long so I mean, the function, the function you're going to need to get from your body is going to be very different. And so your training would have to, um, align with, with what your everyday sort of workload is, but coming back to functional, just making sure that the movements we're doing are in are the way our body is intended to move and they carry over, um, to stabilizing or helping us build muscle to stabilize. Um, like you talked about earlier for joint pain, helping stabilize the joints specifically the core, the shoulders, and the hips, um, which most people lack that stability to be pain-free and have a pain-free life.
0: Yeah, I think that that's really interesting that, you you know, I love the descriptions that you provided for the everyday life because really it's kind of about the individual, right? So, and everybody is different and they have a different life. So I guess doing you know, training that's going to make sense for either what they are already doing or what they're trying to do makes sense. Kind of like if you're training to go on a hike, you would need to walk and climb, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So that makes total sense. That makes total sense. But yeah, I, 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 I hear what you're saying on that for sure. And it's interesting just because, I mean, that is essentially what you're doing, right? Is like you're you're preparing yourself to go out and do the things in daily life that you want to accomplish, you know? And for some people, that's something very simple. And for other people, it can be a, a, a pretty rigorous workout.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, like, for example, I as a trainer, like I've trained everything, everyone under the sun, you can imagine. And um, we... You know, if you' if I'm working with a businessman who, let's say a real estate agent who travel spends most of their day traveling in a vehicle or sitting at a desk um, and they spend a lot of time you know hunched over, well, when you know with the front of their body very tight, the first thing we do when we get them in the door is we, ha- we lie them down and we start to mobilize the front of their body so that they can loosen up the joints a little bit and then we make sure to strengthen all the muscles in the backside of their body to sort of help them pull their posture back into place. So their their intent really would be a pain-free lifestyle. Um, They're not looking to run a marathon and they're not looking to lift heavy weight, but they want to be able to get around their day and do their yard work. And they want to be able to sit in their car without being in pain. Whereas on like the other end, if you get someone who wants to be the best power lifter they can possibly be, then those people need to perfect and train sort of almost day in and day out the same movements um and we're going for a whole different training style where we're working with the nervous system and i mean mobility and all those things still play a role but we actually want to keep sort of um some tightness in and some stiffness and some rigidity in the joints because that's going to help them carry over and do what they're doing better
0: that's really interesting you know i really like how you brought into you know The idea, I think a lot of people do have those sedentary jobs where they're sitting in a car or at a desk and they don't really have the ability to, you know, get up and move. And this is, you know, a totally different type of exercise, but, you know, yoga, the practice of yoga, the whole reason behind doing all of the postures is so that you can sit for long periods of time in meditation. So it's keeping the body strong enough to be able to sit still and not move. So it's kind of like what you're describing is, is almost the same thing. I mean, it's a different context, of course, but not everybody likes to do yoga where people, you know, that might not be interested in doing that type of physical activity might be very interested in functional training.
1: Absolutely. One of the, um, so when it comes down to it, like one of the things that I think is really important and when it comes to tying in, um, I think we could probably both agree that when it comes to like fitness, that consistency is key. And, um, having been in the fitness industry for 10 years or 12 years, it's, it's always in the consistency. You see, you see the results and, one of the things we have to tie into fitness is the reason behind the reasons behind why we're doing it. And one of the lessons that I've learned recently, and one of the reasons I've sort of stepped away from uh, strength sports for the moment, for the time being, is that I want to make sure that when I'm going to the gym, it's because I'm going to take care of myself. Um, I want to make sure that there's no ulterior motive behind it. I don't want it to be. I, I mean, I want to be at a healthy body weight, but I want to make sure that. Um, I'm, I'm going to be at a healthy body weight. I'm going to the gym to maintain a healthy body weight and not to lose fat. I'm going to the gym to do my functional training, to make sure that my joints are stable enough to walk outside on a slippery sidewalk and be okay, or to climb a set of stairs and not have my knees hurt. But I don't want to go to the gym because uh, tying back into that mind, body, spirit, but not going too in depth. Oh, if the reasoning behind us, not go, us going to the gym is not right, we're going to have a hard time being consistent with it.
0: You know, I would totally agree with that. And I think that, you know, actually what you're talking about is sometimes you almost get in your own way when you focus on the result rather than, like when, when you're focusing on, I guess, the wrong result. Because really that should be everybody's goal is to feel better right mm-hmm. um and usually when you feel better you look better um mm-hmm. but when you when you have the the goal as just what the outside appearance is sometimes it can actually impede your results you can actually you know cause other things going on inside of the body to kind of get in your own way so Absolutely. i would Yeah, I would totally agree with that. So with that being said, you spent many years, um, doing competitions Mm -hmm. and I am curious what your thoughts are when it comes to, you know, sports and competing, like how that is motivating or maybe demotivating.
1: Oh, yes. That's a great, that's a really good question because I've seen it on both sides and, um, competition and i think this is one of the reasons why i'm i'm why myself personally i'm moving my focus away from the fitness industry even though i i still think it's extremely important and i still train myself almost every day um is that we we need to make sure we need to come back to the root cause and the reasoning behind why we're doing the activity um because if we put like you said if we put the wrong emphasis on it or we put the emphasis in the wrong place we're going to wind up not sticking to it and so when it comes to competition if i view a competition for example as i want to go in there and i want to be the best then if i go in and i get beaten enough times it's going to it's going to beat that motivation out of me and i'm not going to want to come back anymore and if i however if i go into this competition with the which is what i learned towards the end of my competition experience if i go into this competition and every time i go into a new competition my only objective is to do better than the last time i competed now i'm now i'm searching for growth within myself and i'm searching for improvement within myself and i'm not comparing myself against others or holding myself or holding my value as a human being as to where i rank within the competition if that makes sense
0: i think that makes Complete sense. And I am saying that from a standpoint of I have never been a competitive person when it comes to other people. And I have, you know, I've trained physical bodies for many, many years, and I see competitiveness in other people. Mm. <laughs> so although I haven't really experienced being competitive with other people in myself, I I definitely know what you're talking about because I I've watched it through other people. I've watched, you know, I've children that played competitive sports and I I watched them as they were growing up and t- to be very honest, the competitive individual is kind of rare. <laughs> you know, yeah. um what, if you look at like um if you look at it kind of holistically, Most people are just trying to have fun, or they're trying to better themselves, or they're trying to just feel good. And when you take a competitive approach, it only lasts for so long. Yeah, it it
1: can. Yeah, absolutely. I agree.
0: Yeah, because you can't – somebody always has to lose, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely. So if you're
0: always trying to win, and you're putting all of the emphasis on that type of an outcome – Mm-hmm. was really winning.
1: I agree with you hundred percent.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love well,
1: that. One of the reasons so when we when I uh when we had our gym uh here in town we and we were we had started our own barbell club which is just a anyone who wants to join a club of like like minded people who want to you know train with barbells and become stronger and potentially compete in in like under our Club name, if ever they were interested, and one of the things that was really powerful for us was seeing lots of women come to the gym, thinking that they were looking for weight loss, and really find themselves in weightlifting. And they, you know, it was like that expression on their face when they would do like a deadlift that they never thought they could do, or a bench press they thought never thought they could do, or a squat, and they would get hooked. And all of a sudden, you've got this uh, lady or this woman who, you know. Most of her life, thought that her her, you know her her job with her body was to make it look appealing to others, or you know look a certain way for others. And now she's discovering that like her body is functional, and she's starting to understand and learn different you know different aspects of herself, and seeing that you can like that little you know like I said earlier, if they stay consistent, you know every month they put a little bit more on the bar and a little bit more on the bar and they start to realize that they are all in competition with themselves and that they can constantly hold themselves to their training plan, to their meals, and it sort of ties everything in. And next thing you know, you know, they're signed up for a contest and they're, you know, practicing and getting ready for that contest. And then that one would sort of roll through and they would get to go up on the platform and they would get to... So they're really growing as individuals, as as well as, you know, like finding something that's movement related, that's fitness related that is helping them.
0: So, I think that there's definitely something to be said about doing the physical activity that actually is going to bring confidence. Like it it makes you feel like you can do things, you know, and it becomes less and less about what your body looks like and more and more about what your body can do. Mm-hmm. You know, And just speaking as a woman myself who went through wanting to get stronger, like that was my reasoning for wanting to go to the gym in my, you know, mid twenties was I just wanted to feel better. You know, I, w- I wanted to get a little bit stronger. I wanted to, you know, look a little healthier. I was very thin as I began doing things and feeling strong, it was, it was such a ego boost almost, you know, Mm
1: -hmm. just
0: like, wow, I can do that. So I I know exactly what you're talking about when it comes to, you know, being able to just push yourself a little bit more, like, look at what I can do now.
1: That's, that's great. I mean, like proving to yourself that you can do it is far more valuable than proving to someone else you can do it. And that's where the subconscious kind of gets that kick and start that's how you start to build that self confidence because when we often as we're growing up we all like i mean it's hard it's sort of a, an interesting topic but and it's not very simple to talk about but the subconscious it it takes time to to bring back that confidence that we often lose as children and so as we bring that confidence back it's really what we prove to ourselves right and i think that's why you know like when you've been told as a woman your whole life that you know you have to look and act a certain way and all of a sudden, you know, you, but it doesn't resonate with you. Like it's not, that's not the reason it's going to make you go to the gym or if you do, it's not going to be on your own terms. And so you're not going to be consistent with it because you don't really want to be there. But as soon as you find something that you enjoy doing, that's when it's, that's when you're hooked because then you start to realize that, you know, you start to build your confidence because you see something that you enjoy doing, you do it for yourself. And then not only do you do all the work, but you get to see the results and, if the results are consistent with what you really truly want, then you will continue to work for them. And so that's why it's really important to place to really think about the reasoning behind why you're moving and why you're finding a new fitness routine or a movement routine and because that's what's going to help you stay consistent with it and keep moving forward.
0: So, you've just brought up some very valid points that I would like to just kind of highlight and you, you've been saying that um, you know consistency is what makes a really big difference and that it needs to be enjoyable, which is something that I definitely I'm always encouraging people to try something different because they may have be, been exercising in a way that just didn't resonate with them. But what I keep hearing you say is that consistency is the key and that with consistency, that's where your subconscious mind, switches. Mm -hmm. So I would love if you wouldn't mind expanding a little bit on the subconscious mind because to my knowledge, the body follows the subconscious mind. So once you get a habit, whether it's good or bad, in your subconscious mind, the body will automatically follow whether you consciously want to do it or not.
1: Yeah, no, I think, I mean, I think, I think you're right. You are right. The subconscious, I do believe the body follows the subconscious um, I think that the subconscious, we have to be aware of what the subconscious is and why why we're going. So if I, for example, feel the need and, we're, and coming back to this all ties in with consistency, because if I feel the need to go to the gym, um, but it's really because I want my partner to find me more attractive or if it's because society tells me I should look this way, I'm going to go but it's not, I mean, as soon as I get on that, into that, in the middle of that set or in the middle of that, you know, halfway done my cardio or whatever it is you're doing. Um, and, and it's getting tough, like where there's no, that motivation that, that to keep going is not there. It's just, I'm not in, I'm not doing this because I want to be doing this. I'm doing this because I feel like I should be doing this. And that's the that's where the important thing plays in. So if we can acknowledge why it is we're going to the gym and that it is a something that is very important for us, then we've got to find something that is important for us that is also fun. That you know, I mean, it's going to be tough like anything, but it's also going to be enjoyable. And then as you are consistent with it, you'll and you see the results because it, I mean, you and I can probably both agree that I mean, like you know, a week in to a new workout routine. Um, whether it's a fun workout routine or not, your body's probably be in some pain and you're probably, it's probably not going to be enjoyable, but we know that if we push through and we, we go for a, you know, a month or two months or three months, all of a sudden we see how much stronger we've gotten. And now we see, you know, that like, you know what, like I don't, maybe don't look very different, but man, I feel better you know, mentally, emotionally, and physically, like my joints feel better. My, you know, my, maybe my digestion feels better. Maybe my thoughts are clearer. And that's when that consistency, like, that's when it kicks in. And then we know, okay, if ever I take a couple days off, I feel that I don't feel the same. And I feel that I don't feel as good as I did when I was consistent. So back I go. But that underlying reason, like the subconscious reason for why we're going needs to be addressed, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I think that makes complete sense. And the enjoyability factor, I think, is huge, too, because... If you're not working within your own fitness level, like within your own level, not your neighbors, not the guy, you know, two benches down or the ladies standing next to you in class, but your own fitness level, it should be enjoyable, you know, Um, and you should, but it should be challenging enough where, you know, it feels like work and it feels like effort, but you shouldn't hate it, right?
1: (laughs) I, I agree.
0: Yeah. So like if you hate it, you're either doing the wrong thing or you're doing too much, right? And, you know, setting yourself up for an injury. But I, I love it that you were kind of talking about how, you know, when you're consistent, it just kind of becomes a part of your evolution of sorts. Like you're, you're evolving and getting stronger and feeling better and doing more. And I, I think it's great. I think it's great.
1: I, I agree with you a hundred percent. I think, uh, that, I mean, the, to me, a fitness routine should be just like, it should be, there should be no questions asked. It should be like brushing your teeth or eating food or sleeping. I think it's just one of those things that it no matter what it is that works for you, whether it's going for a walk once a day, or it's training for a, a competition, it needs to be there and it needs to be a part of who you are and, um, and, and it may not. It may take some time to get there, and there's absolutely no rush to get there. It's really a matter of just like starting at whatever makes sense for you. Like you just like you said exactly. Like you said, not competing with anyone else that's in the gym or not trying to keep up with anyone, because that's where you'll get discouraged. And if you stick, you know, if you challenge yourself and you're true to yourself, within no time you'll be doing the exact same as you'll be able to keep up with everyone else that's around you. Um, so that's one thing that I've learned along the years is that. You know, if you focus on it on bettering yourself and you focus on doing it for the right reasons it will be easy and it will be fun and sometimes like you said finding finding things that are fun is the most important part because when you get tired of doing one thing there's absolutely nothing wrong with stopping and going to do something else or some completely new type of training or a new sport or a new um, activity whatever it is keep just keep your body and your joints moving and keep yourself improving
0: Yeah, and, you know, there's so many different ways that you can get into it, you know, and and switch things around. I know that I've gone from, like, doing yoga all the time to lifting weights to running to back to lifting weights to mixing in yoga. Like, I've done all of those, you know, like, different things. I swam for a while, you know. Um, But I think that, you know, just kind of, like, listening to what your body needs at the time, you know, and learning how to listen – to your body and, like, what is pain and what is more, like, pressure or work, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of trying to figure out and differentiate, like, does this hurt or is it hard, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think as trainers, you know, we kind of help people figure that out because there's times where I think you don't necessarily know, like, am I doing this right? Is this – is I don't think I can do anymore, <laughs> Yes, When in, in reality, you're really just kind of getting to that threshold of change. A lot of times people stop right before they right before they get there, or right as they're getting to that threshold of change.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: what would you say – like what would you, you – you were also talking about how it should just become like a natural part of your life. So how do you kind of help people wrap their head around that? Like people who are kind of new to exercise – What kind of advice would you give to someone who is like, I know I need to, I know I'm supposed to, my doctor told me to exercise, but I don't even know where to begin.
1: That's a, that is a great question. Like, and I think you, you, you hit the nail on the head when you said, um, you've got to go with what your body feels. And I think. One of the biggest opportunities, and one of the things that that I do with my clients now, now that I'm no longer in the fitness industry, but I'm still in the health, like in the wellness industry, is we help we help people just we help people raise their raise their awareness for themselves, and 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 start to build a relationship with themselves, and understand themselves and their needs better. And what you when you say you know what is what does my body need right now. I think the biggest thing or the biggest opportunity is that most people don't ask themselves what they need in the moment. They are so caught up with, um, kids or, and maybe their kids sports or they're, maybe they're caught up with their work life or maybe they're caught up with in a relationship somewhere. But for the most part, a lot of people don't take time out of the, out of their schedule for themselves to, to do anything really, um, except for, um, for the most for you know, for a lot of people and I'm generalizing. So, but I mean, sitting around and watching TV or distracting ourselves from reality. And I think that that's one of the really important things we need to acknowledge is that um, people, you know, when it comes to their self-care, they're really lacking and we need to help them find ways to, to get moving. And so one of the things that, to come a long-winded answer to your question, one of the things we do is we just have them start. So if someone's not moving, we have them start with um, sometimes it's as simple as if someone works at a computer all day long, we have them get up twice a day from their computer and actually move around. Um, I've been surprised to find out that sometimes people will um, wake up in the morning and before breakfast, they'll sit in front of their computer and start working and they work right until they go to bed and they walk from their computer to their bed without, you know, getting up and making lunch or anything. So, it's start with for those type of people, it would be how about today you get up and you um walk outside and come back in twice a day. And then we just sort of start slowly building from there. And then sometimes once they've made it in and outside, we get them walking, you know, to the first, I don't know, street post and back. And we slowly build them up from there. I don't know if that helps you answer that question, but
0: yeah, you know, I mean I think that's great. And I also have been running into I also have been running into problems with some of my clients where, with the working from home right now yeah. where, like you said, they're working from the time they get out of bed in the morning until the, until it's time to go to sleep and they've done nothing for their own self-care. So they're not eating, they're not getting up. That's not okay. Like being cooped up indoors is—it's not okay, and it's not okay for your mental health. (laughs) It's not okay for your physical well-being. Like we need fresh air. We need to, you know, get out in nature. And I mean, even just going outside and getting some fresh air is huge. You know. So I think it's really important, especially now, where there's so many people working from home, and there's such I mean, I know there's days when I'm guilty of it too, where I just get up and just that's all I do all day is work, but I usually always take time to eat, and I usually always take time to exercise but like you like you were mentioning, it's very ingrained in my in my own habits and in my own life, so kind of goes against the grain, so to speak, for me not to do those things, but I've also have. Built my adult life around exercise. So, yeah, yeah. You know, and really individuals that are exercising, at least in, you know, the United States, it's only like 20% of the population. So that's
1: that's wild.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really, you know, it's not prevalent and it really needs to be. I I meet people every single day who are on a laundry list of medications Mm -hmm. that if they would just get up and move,
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: You know, they yeah. would just get their blood flowing a little bit more. They wouldn't need all those pills. You know?
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that what what is beautiful about um, I, I couldn't agree more with you. It's, it's that it's like you just said. It's just you just got to get up and move, and that's really what it is. Because it's just to ch- change that habit. Like if your habit is to sit down on the couch at five o'clock at night and watch TV until ten, and then go to bed like it's that habit is not going to be easy to break. But if you just get up that one time and you go out for a walk and, and come back in it, the next day is it's, you've already started the snowball. Like you the next day. It's going to be that much easier to get up and go for a walk again, you know, and get up and go for a walk in the next day. So it's just about getting moving. And um, one of the beautiful things I think about fitness, about just movement in general, is that it is one of the fastest ways to start um, a grow, like a growth progress. So often in our lives, we, you know, from a young age to, to I don't know, let's say our mid, depending on who we are, mid 30s, mid 40s, we're on this trajectory, trajectory of growth, but it's very much you need to go to school, you need to learn this, you need to learn that. And then once you get your career, then people tend to decide if they want to settle into their career or if they want to keep climbing the ladder. And a lot of people don't, a lot of other like the people get stuck in the middle, don't really have any other areas in their lives that they're trying to grow once they've had kids and And they've been married, then they're sort of just waiting for retirement. And um, one of the, so the beautiful thing about fitness is that if you start it and you, you know, you want to create a habit and you want to commit yourself to getting better and growing, the sky is the limit because you can always improve yourself, your fitness level um, by, like you said, whether it's swimming or whether it's yoga or whether it's lifting weights or running, you can be on a never ending sort of growth journey the beauty of starting a journey of growth in fitness is that it tends to lead to lead us to into, and like you said earlier, ingraining that sort of self-care routine into us where we, which often tends to venture off into learning about nutrition and starting to feed and nourish our bodies properly. It often leads also to mindfulness. when we start to learn about you know, being more mindful about our movements. And it's it just really ties everything all into that, like you said earlier, mind, body, spirit, which is so important for you know overall health and balance in our lives. And one thing that I see time and time again, and, and I experienced myself was that starting the fitness journey, leading me off into, you know, that to the direction of the other three.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I would love it if you would, I know you're not really doing fitness anymore, but. Would you mind telling us about, you know, what it is that you do? What do you do for a living?
1: <laughs> well, Thank you for asking. I really appreciate it. Um, we, so what we now do, we experienced um, when having the gym was a really great experience. We learned a lot and fitness is a, uh, st- still is and always will be a really big part of our lives. But what we um, decided to move into as an industry is helping people with stress and anxiety um, and helping them understand that, helping people build better relationships with themselves so that they can understand um, understand themselves and really start to live the life that they want to live. Um, anxiety and stress sort of affect us in every area of our lives, including fitness and maybe not getting started with our own fitness routine. Um, so we decided after having the gym and seeing people's struggles with con- to stay consistent with Um, fitness that, you know, with a fitness program or fitness routine that works for them, we've decided to really get in in there and help people tackle their subconscious and really take control of their life and start living the life they want to live. So we call ourselves stress and anxiety coaches, and we really work with people in all different areas of their lives to get them a happy, healthy, balanced life.
0: That's awesome. So if someone was interested in coming to work with you about developing some consistency in their fitness to deal with their stress and anxiety. Where's the best place to find you?
1: Uh, currently the best place to find us would be um, on Facebook or on Instagram. And we are at, uh, at Flowstate.ca. Um, and currently that's where we're doing our, um, all of our content is all based on trying to help people um, with tools and tips and techniques to sort of get a jumpstart on. And we also do um, one-on-one coaching for anyone who wants to take it to the next level.
0: That's fantastic. Dan, this has been a great conversation. I really appreciate and, you know, I don't want to say approve, but like (laughs) agree. (laughs) I agree with all of the things you said about, you know, being consistent and, you know, overcoming stress and anxiety is very, I mean, it's really huge. That's awesome. So I'm glad to hear that. And it it really can interfere with, you know, what you're trying to deal with when it comes to your own physical health, especially with, you know, like the stress and the medications and things that we were talking about. So I'm so glad that I had an opportunity to talk to you today. And thank you so much for coming on.
1: Good, good. Well, thank you very much. I really really appreciated you having me here. And I'm like, uh, for me, understanding how important the fitness industry is and how important it is for people's health. I'm really glad to see that you are taking this on uh, to try to help people, you know, make some sense out of what's what's out of the information that's out there and help people get started on their journey or maybe take the next step on their journey. And uh, it was a really nice conversation. Thank you.
0: Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much. One more thing before you go, as a fitness professional, I have a great love of exercise and a passion that there always be a space for people to get together and enjoy the types of exercise that they love. If you're interested in learning tips and strategies to help you build a fitness community of your own, please join us on Facebook. We have a free group called the Lifted Community where we talk about these ideas. Just search the Lifted Community on Facebook. I'm looking forward to seeing you there.